Welcome to Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone. Every man and woman has one. What's yours? And now your hostess, Miss Jocelyn Stone. Hello out there in podcast land. Welcome to another edition of Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone, episode 171. And this is an interview. And um, Jenny Nordback, you are going to learn all kinds of little tidbits and twists and turns. She wrote a book called The Scarlet Letters. And her pro-dom and pro-submissive name at a dungeon in Los Angeles, California was Scarlet. So it fits. But she's not the typical girl that did... Um, almost like memoirs, like, oh, this is what it was like in this session and that session. You actually get to touch on some of her personal things, um, how her life went when she went home, um, who she told, who she didn't about her moonlighting <laughs> in this wonderful, wonderful dungeon. Uh, she and I met a while ago, quite a few years ago. And I was curious about how this book was going to go. And I have to say I'm impressed. I have read quite a few books that are done by different doms. I've even done another interview with Miss Gray about um, a book that she had done. The official release of The Scarlet Letters is um, April 4, 2017. And um, I can tell you that I'm going to go over to Barnes & Noble and I'm going to pick up a hard copy when I get to see her, hopefully soon, in um, California. Next time I run into Scarlett, I will be um, getting that that autograph from her because it's so well written and there were twists and turns and yeah, but... After you you listen to this interview, I highly recommend you buy this book either online or go in and get yourself a hard copy. And um, with that, keep in mind any of the fun and games, any of the exciting things that you want to try out or research or listen to other podcasts on sick addiction and find out more about a certain fetish, kink, BDSM, whatever it is that you're into, whichever category you fit into, um, know that all of your fun and games can be kicked up a notch with the toys, implements, and oh, just like the cherry on top of your most ultimate fantasy, and that is stockroom.com. So don't forget, I still do reviews on some of the toys. So yeah, let's let's dig in and listen to Scarlet and um, how a dom can go from a submissive and a vanilla person all the way through. Oh, the journey is amazing. And when you're all done listening, go over to stockroom.com and yeah, get yourself something special. <laughs> Enjoy. So I am sitting here with, oh my God, I've waited like four months to do this interview, maybe even longer, maybe even longer, I think, but I am sitting here with Jenny Nordback. That's a new last name. It too. is a new last name. This is the first time I've seen you face to face as a Nordback. It's <laughs> crazy. It's been so long. Yeah. Years and years and years, but you are releasing your book. Mm-hmm. And that's on April 1st, right? 4th, but yes. 4th. Okay. Well, good. Actually, I was going to make fun of you for April Fool's. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I'm really it's close, glad it's but different. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I wrote a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> About how to spank your kids properly. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's so wrong. So tell me the title of this book. It is called The Scarlet Letters. My secret year of men in an LA dungeon. See, now that's the part I'm like, Scarlet, Scarlet letters. Oh my God. And yeah. So I want to go just because I have obsessively listened to, um, interviews, read interview, all these different things with you. Um, where were you born? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was born in the UK. Uh Uh-huh. And raised... Um, randomly here and there. You've been all over. Yeah. I think it's fascinating where um, you've lived. We lived in France for a couple years when I was little. France. And then we, I grew up mostly in Texas, like just north of Houston in a uh-huh. suburb called Spring, Texas. Spring. Yeah. <laughs> Spring, Spring, Texas. Texas. <laughs> and then I came out to LA to go to school. So, And that's where all of this kind of starts happening yeah (laughs) so getting while you're going to school in los angeles california um you need a side job yeah and why didn't you go to taco bell (laughs) (laughs) couldn't you be like the cutesy little tiny barista or something (laughs) i mean i'm not promising i didn't do that in a session at some point but No, I mean, I think I had the, like, respectable day job. I just, mm-hmm. it was, like, terrifying to be that age and be, like, you know, we all talk about, like, I'm not going to have an 8 to 5 and I'm going right. to, like, do something exciting and interesting and suddenly realizing, like, I have an 8 to 5 and I kind of like it and I'm good at it and, right. like, you know, I'm going down this, like, very boring, mediocre path and I always <laughs> sort of thought I would do something more exciting than that. So I was like, fuck it, let's do something exciting yeah and kick it up a a little out of the the boundaries if you will so Mm -hmm. yeah so you found uh, a side job now uh, did it obviously you didn't go on jobs.com yeah or monster (laughs) (laughs) so what a what website did you find that this establishment was looking to hire I mean, I found it on the Dungeons website because this is, I mean, this is a while ago. So like they weren't on Facebook at the time. They like things weren't 50 shades of gray hadn't been written yet. Like this was still very much an underworld, not as spoken about thing. Like now I feel like I can walk down the street. If I say sub, everyone's like, you know, four women turn around like, Ooh, sub, what's she talking about? (laughs) Whereas before they would have thought like substitute teacher or like, you know, a subway sandwich. It, yeah, there we go. Foot long We know where your mind is. Always. <laughs> so it was like, it was a different world then. It wasn't as public. It wasn't as spoken about or known about. And, you know, I I went looking for just something. Trouble, I suppose. And found this Controlled random, trouble, though. Yeah. Dungeons website. And they were hiring. And I was like, okay, let's, what does that look like? So... And that's where it all kind of begins. Yeah. So, um, and that leads into my next question with this, because um, everybody knows on on my podcast, even though I have sick addictions and I do some crazy stuff, um, I'm not a switch. I do not um, submit to anybody. I'm a mouthy bottom. You're not going to tell them about that one time. <laughs> that one time at Van Camp. <laughs> I have the video. <laughs> You know, there are people that I trust a lot. (laughs) And I think we should do a session anyway. That would be so much fun. That would be so much fun. But anyway, okay, back to it. (laughs) Oh my goodness, you got my brain like going, woo, in the happy place. Well, I know we've got pictures and video. Yeah, one of the, I think it's the New York Daily News. What is doing you gave it to the New York No, they were asking me for like pictures of that time and I was trying to dig through and find something that would be appropriate to go in like a newspaper on the internet and uh, I stumbled upon some rather interesting videos. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Was it that time where we met up and we were, um, I had the smother box? I think it was. Yeah, because yeah. that was the only time other than being at an event or something like yeah. that. 
it was, you know, those were regular pictures. Yeah. Those were regular pictures. So mm-hmm. the only time that that happened, and we were actually laughing at the, about the fact that we were in Orange County and we were right next to Disneyland. We were. <laughs> this is true. Sorry, I just derailed you. I don't even know what you asked, but... <laughs> That's just, okay, so... Um, oh, you were talking about submitting. Yes, submitting. And something that's interesting to me, because this is, you know, um, your whole transition and, and um, different stages in your life. Uh, but when you went to the dungeon, they wanted you to come in as a sub. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I've never worked at a dungeon yeah. was because I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I mean, I think you have enough experience at this point. No, well, at this point, yeah, no one would expect you to, but I mean, looking at it now, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want to do that again. But at the time it was like, you know, I'm this bright eyed little 22 year old. <laughs> who's like, I want to be a dominatrix. And I had no idea what I was doing. I had no BDSM experience whatsoever. Like nothing. I thought blowjobs were kinky. So like, <laughs> I'm going to put it in my mouth. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm such a naughty girl. So they like could see that immediately. And it was like, okay, you know, we can mold you into that, but we can't throw you in a room with a client who's paying to be dommed and expect you to know what you're doing. So yeah. And watch you flounder around and it is very stressful. Oh yeah. You know, the first time you decide oh, I'm going to take control of this and everything. And yeah. I believe you even go through that where it's like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm on my own. This is, and yeah. it's all on you. Yeah. It's all on you. And that's, um, yeah, that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. I it's psychological and it's, it's, there's so much expectation coming from the submissive and yeah, it's yeah. intense and it's a rush when you're pulling it off and you're like, Oh, I can do this. Yes. And it sort of feeds that like empowering role, but mm-hmm. yeah, those first times you <laughs> I get off on that. I'm like, totally. oh. yeah, that's... I'm all puffed up with power by the time it's done. Yeah. People talk about subspace, but I feel mm-hmm. like there's a thing that's that equivalent for doms where like you're just feeding on that energy. Dom drop, um, sub drop, mm-hmm. um, dom space and subspace. I've actually done a podcast on that. Oh, I need on to listen that. To it. it is. And I did a lot of research and stuff, but it is a real thing yeah. because I've had that where I'm driving in the car just going, <gasps> you know, but at least when you working in a dungeon, no. um, you were able to walk out of the session and talk to the other yeah. doms or subs and actually have that it release. It decompress. Yeah. Exactly. That, um, aftercare. Yeah, exactly. You get back to the dressing room and you're like, I just, you know, did X, Y, and Z. So, and I've actually, um, done a a guest appearance. So Mm. at that dungeon, Mm. so your book came to life for me in such a way when you would say this certain room or that certain room, I was so invested in it. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. Now, um, with um, subbing, and uh, since we come from two different worlds, you being in a dungeon and me not, yeah. and controlled time and, and learning different ways, I did it in public um, parties and yeah. stuff. So, um, same concept, just no time frame. <laughs> it could go on forever. <laughs> but um, coming into certain things, when I do um, bottom to someone, um, I can uh, go back to an experience and attempt to keep my mouth shut. Mm. Now reading, um, how in your daily life, I I like to link things together. You know (laughs) this. So, um, your mom is a powerful woman Mm. and you, um, working kind of in the same industry that she is and all Mm. of that, do you think because you had such a, because I see such a respect for her, yeah. but also that fear of, oh shit, I really do not want to piss this woman off. Yeah. It, do you think that that came into play when you were able to go into that submissive role, suck it up and do what you're told? Like I was sort of channeling that feeling. Yeah. Because that's what I tapped into. And it was just because in my brain, I don't 
have that. Yeah. So I'm like, how did she do this? Yeah. And then the next chapter uh, reference is made to your mom. I'm like, oh, I've met that woman and she is no joke. Huh. <laughs> I've never really, I'll have to sort of think about that. And I, yeah. I think with like most of my clients, like male clients who were trying to get me to submit, I don't know that any of them really got me into a submissive headspace. Right. I guess a few of them, but mostly through like just pain and being a dick. But yeah, um, yeah, I've had that happen <laughs> where I've know, gone there from sheer pain with like some of the professionals that I'd submitted to. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. But the next step um, is uh, you built a friendship and a relationship uh, in that back room, so to speak, at the dungeon. And um, Dominic, he is unbelievable, but he was never pushy with you. Yeah. He became friends with you. Yep. And um, see, this is the type of dom that I really like. He is Dominic is all that a dom should be. He is. And he is. He's so not a bully. Rare. Yeah. And but also he does what I am um, constantly telling people: you should read your subject. You mm-hmm. should read what's going on. Sometimes you even need to just read a friend and go, "Baby, are you okay?" Yeah. You know, and when. There was a a session you did, and I will be totally honest with you, I had to set the book down and walk away. I was so angry. (laughs) I literally walked away. Um, You were playing the naughty schoolgirl. I believe he was the the principal. Yeah. He was known for sneaking in toys he wasn't permitted to. Well known, yeah. And well known, which mm, that's my next question. But with... Um, this whole um, submitting to people that are good. Um, Dominic actually read your body language when you walked in the room and you were hurt. Mm. You were physically hurt. And um, later on, you ended up doing a session with him. Yeah. So was that moment a big part of you being friends with him and also agreeing to do a session with him and submit to him? Yeah, I think, I mean, that was probably one of the first steps. I think, I mean, for anyone who hasn't read the book yet, it's um, the session you're referring to, you know, this client just like wails on me with like paddles in his hand. And it was the first really heavy spanking that I had experienced. And it was a negative experience. And, you know, it wasn't coming from a place of love or support or empowerment or any of the things that should be happening in that relationship. It was just this guy got off on like you not liking it. Yeah. And and hurting and another him crossing individual. A line and so yeah, I mean I came out of that and it was one of my earliest sub sessions at the dungeon. So yeah. I come out of that session just like I have no idea what just happened, but I didn't like it. I'm not okay with it and I'm really deeply upset and as you're saying, Dominic immediately doesn't know me, but clues in on like, instantly not right. And yeah, it, I mean, I couldn't process it at the time, Uh but he, it was like that connection of like, this is a man who is also a Dom. I mean, if we even call the first guy a Dom, right. He was just a bully who, yeah, is (laughs) so in tune and like just paying attention. And yeah, he was like the, the antithesis of that. And to know that that existed was really important. So yeah, yeah, it was like instant trust. And, and then he just sort of built upon that just being an upstanding gentleman from there. And, and he truly is. He truly is. And, and you I- can sort of sense even as, you know, I'm a dominant woman, but you sort of want to know what that feels like. Like what, what's it like to be on the receiving end of what he's got going on and yeah. you know, that you can learn from it. And, um, yeah, he's, he's a powerful individual. First time I ever met Dominic, um, I actually physically watched him mm. and, um, he has such an, um, an aura such uh, when he plays it's unbelievable that I actually felt like I was a creeper yeah I was staring I think I was drooling (laughs) I was such a creeper and um I left the room it was a public venue and I was so into watching him that um I left the room because I felt like I was uh 
um, crossing a line mm. and that, and I've since told him that yeah. too. So yeah, I, I wanted to point that out and merge those two together because there is, um, just because you can hit somebody and all that, there's so much more to it. Yeah. And you literally went from a bad place to a good place. And it was, you know, somebody that's well-trained and in tune with We become in tune with all of our friends and our family and everything in such a different way doing this stuff. Yeah. You know, that, um, and I talk about that all the time. So, um, let's see. He's just, oh my goodness. He's just a yummy morsel of fun. (laughs) So when you went um, with that, and I want to flash back to today, a session, doing a session with a a client that comes in, whether they want to be a sub or or, um, um, a dominant in that session, how would you flip it sending a young girl like you that's brand new Mm. into a situation like that with somebody that's questionable because he's been he's been known for getting in trouble before how would you change that if it was your dungeon i don't know because you know where is the line like because you're running an establishment where questionable behavior happens that's the purpose of it so you can't have too much of a stick up your ass and be like "Mm, you like hurting people well lots of us do there you know like that's that's the name of the game so you've got to be flexible enough to be okay with that but i think when you know when you go to a dungeon you're sitting down in an interview room and you're negotiating a scene And I think that's the line for me is if someone crosses a boundary that's set within that room okay, knowingly and they do it again and again, like we're done here. You know, I don't care how good or regular you are. It's, it's, it's over. So I think those are the boundaries that are set between you and the person that you're going to be doing a scene with. And if they're crossing that line, then that's not okay. And you know, sometimes you get caught in the heat of the moment and someone accidentally does something or says something. That, oh yeah, you I've know, done that. That's different that's, from that's like totally taking yeah. an implement off the wall and hitting me with it when we've agreed that those that was not an implement that was okay. Like that's different. That's a safety issue and that's such a violation of trust. That's You didn't just get so caught up that you were like, oh, this ruler right here, I'm going to hit you with it. Or I've hidden this paddle in my boot and now I'm going to hit you with it. You knew right. going in that that's what you, you were going to do that that was there exactly and um him being booted i i would be all about it because it wasn't just one incident yeah it was several yeah that was his thing like that was part of the scene for him was breaking the rules so yeah super not cool (laughs) so um um, let's see with, um, with the boyfriend, yeah. with the boyfriend, um, you were dating and caught him cheating, but then again, you were lying too. Yeah. So some, some really fun stuff came out of that and I want everybody to read this book. So I'm not going to go into a lot of that, but, um, when it comes to finding out somebody's kinks and fetishes and mm. and everything. How would you handle um, uh, bringing people into the situation, like play partners and stuff like that? Because we just said you have video and pictures <laughs> of me, so obviously I was brought into something. Right. Oh, so like into a relationship? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think. As I've talked about this in other interviews, so I think it's not too much of a spoiler, but as okay. you just mentioned, like I was in a, what I thought was a vanilla relationship with a guy and, and I he started, thought it was too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the best part. He thought it was too. I started secretly working at the dungeon and, you know, didn't tell him and was sort of just kept waiting for that like right moment to tell him, which is such There's a no excuse. right moment like, for anything. Just yeah. cough it up. Yeah, so I dug myself into such a hole where it was like, I've been working here for weeks and taking clients and I haven't mentioned it. So now do I like pretend it's new or tell you I've been doing it or, you know, you're just, there's like no way to claw yourself out of that. So it was getting to the point where I was like, I have to break up with him because (laughs) I'm not going to tell you, I'm just going to dump you. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) I can't. 
this is totally a lie. Out. Like it's easier to just be like, I'm done. But so, you know, I'm starting to get to that spot. And then fi- he leaves his phone at my house when he goes to school and the message pops up that like the dog ate the condom last night. And I'm like, Whoa, like that's, there's no way to misinterpret that. Like this guy is cheating. (laughs) So I unlock his phone and do what any girl would, any guy too. And Snoop. And you know, it turns out he's super kinky and has been cheating with his ex-girlfriend and doing all kinds of freaky stuff that he's never told me about. Right. So I'm like, okay, like what's the funniest about that scenario to me is I was angry and betrayed. Like I'm lying about being a sex worker. Right. <laughs> and I'm livid that he's cheating with his ex-girlfriend, but it's the human reaction. You start justifying it of like, well, I'm not having sex with my clients and he's having sex with her and that's worse. And you know, it's an ex-girlfriend, it's emotional. So that's worse. And it's right. like, you're lying and you're both lying. You're both bad, 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 so, bad, bad. Everybody gets a swat. So, <laughs> I go to work at the dungeon that day and thankfully, you know, I'm surrounded by a bunch of women who are super open-minded and are in alternative relationships and look at things differently. Cause I think if I told any of my real world friends, if you will, they would have been like, dump him obviously. But these girls were like, you got options here. Like, you know, do you want to dump him? And I was like, I don't see how I can do anything else. He cheated. And they were like, yeah, but you're lying to, you know. They balance everything else. Are you else. really any worse off? If the relationship's going to end, why don't you experiment with it? Like, the worst that happens is you break up. And if that's right. where you are now, then so what? So, you know, I sat him down when he got home from school and was like, hey. <laughs> Check it. I know what you've been doing. And, you know, face goes white, eyes get huge as he tries to figure out, like, how much do I know? Do I just know he's been cheating or do I know that he's kinky? And right. then before I let him go too down too far down the rabbit hole I was like it's all right I've got a secret too and sort of laid it on him and so then we started experimenting so I think in that sense I got a really easy in because right it was so dramatic and bizarre and it just sort of got laid on the table but I think it's really tough when you're in a relationship and you know you've potentially been together for a while to be like I know that I haven't let on about this yet, but you know, I'm secretly into puppy play or whatever it is, feet right. or, and it, depending on where it is on the spectrum of what we consider normal, if it's feet, then maybe someone's like, oh, okay, whatever, like worship my feet. But if it's yeah. like something that smothering is more and humiliation, out there, <laughs> yeah, or like cross dressing or things that right. women have a harder time with, then. It, you know, I think it gets progressively more challenging to bring it up. So, yeah, I mean, I think my advice is just to, like, create a space within your relationship where you can start to be honest about whatever it is, whether, you know, like, start practicing that honesty. And yeah, if it's something really crazy, take baby steps with it. Don't just, like, lay it on her immediately, like, I want you to fart in my mouth. But, like, <laughs> yeah, that, that would be different. kind of introduce <laughs> the idea of kink and be supportive of each other but I mean totally when you bring something like that up what's tough is like you have to be okay with whatever's gonna come out of your partner's mouth because you can't unknow it once they've said it like you know correct if I tell you I'm into doggy play then like you can't ever go back to seeing me as someone who's not so it's it's really hard it's really hard and I've recommended for people to actually go out and rent a movie or something like that even kind of blame it on a friend that mm-hmm. sent a movie over to you and go sweetie check this out what do you think yeah feel them out a little bit yeah you know and and get the topic on the table and then go from there and go yeah. well and then you can come clean with well the reason why I showed you that is because yeah. You know, but if you see they flip out and, you know, start saying you're no longer allowed to be friends with that person, yeah. now you know what you're dealing with. Right. And and that's all there is to that. Now, you, um, uh, being at the dungeon, you know a lot of different girls that play events, parties, yeah. some amazing parties that you, um, and public play that you break down that are just incredible yeah yeah especially fire and stuff like that I'm like oh I remember the first time I saw that I was like 
Oh, yes, yeah. please. This is a thing. So, Fire. we're not going to ruin that for the for the listeners. They got to they got to read this. I'll tell you what. I was like white knuckling your your book the whole time going, "Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god." And it was so intense for me because I knew the people when you and were I knew there the location. Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was there for some of it. Exactly. Some of those parties you're like, "Check." Yep, I I remember this one. I remember that one. So, yes. But with um, um, with the boyfriend at the time, now you're both kinky and you're hanging out with all these different people and stuff, and you're bringing different girls into the relationship. Yeah. And um, how did you feel with that balance? I see a lot of, and I'll tell you why I'm asking this question. I think I'll tell you where, uh, kind of the opinion I want to hear. I got your input on it. Um. I've been in relationships and and had it where, you know, oh, well, you do porn, so I'll be able to fuck your friends mm. and stuff like that because I'm such an open person. Yeah. So um, we're going to switch it. And since I do both, I'm a kinky, psycho, sadist bitch, as well as a big old slut. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> So we'll take my slutty side, your kinky side. Yeah. Um, everybody goes, oh, well, you know, you're Jocelyn Stone and you're friends with, you know, Rebecca Love or, you know, whoever, all these different people. Um, so I get to fool around with them too. Yeah. So what am I, your never-ending source of pussy? Which is kind of what it was for him. Exactly. Like that, that, that was real for us. And, you know, like... It, he could go on the dungeon website and be like, who's that? Are you friends with her? She's hot. Like, and he's then, you know, fantasizing about that. And I'm like, yeah, I can ask her if she's interested. Like, but it would was, would you so- recommend something like that? Or would you, I think that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Um, would you recommend it? Cause it's like, he could just open up the catalog and pick one. Yeah. You know, and, and go, no, but I wanted that one. Yeah. Cause I remember that happening before. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he becomes the spoiled kid who wants like the next new toy. But and, I want and, it now. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. Yes. And you're like, really? This is not a thing. Like you just need to stop. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think parts of it I would recommend. Like, I don't think there's necessarily, there's anything inherently wrong with having an open relationship or, right. you know, introducing other people. But I think at a certain point, like the way that was is exactly what we're saying. Like he's spoiled and I sort of become his wingman or his enabler instead of like a part of the relationship. It becomes about bringing other people in right. and that's what I'm bringing to the table instead of like all of us connecting. And you know, some of that was my fault because I was allowing it to, to be that way. But yeah. But that's think, also why I'm pointing it out because yeah. I have done that mm-hmm. And went, oh my God, I, I allowed yeah. that. Yeah. That should not happen. That's why I want to bring it to the surface. I want to set it in the middle and yeah. talk about it. Because, you know, doing it here and there, mm. events and stuff where I met yeah. you guys, that's, that's fun. Yeah. That's you know, the moment. I like the moment. Yeah. And that's exciting. And then you and I became friends and would hang out and stuff. And then... He was included in our right. moment, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He never got to dominate any of that. Right. But I see girls going, oh, well, you're, we're going to go here, we're going to go there, and they bring another girl. Yeah. Or And I've received phone calls from both ends, kinky and porn, where they're like, so I'm, I'm dating this guy, and I was wondering, well, if you want to sleep with him, or you want to do this, or you want to do that, and, you know, he's got, I don't know, like a uh, foot fetish, or he's got, you know, he loves your ass or something. So they automatically are pushing that. Yeah. I like it when it happens naturally. I think that's a really good point. I'd never really thought about it that way, but yeah, that was definitely part of the problem is like, it wasn't something that I was like, oh yeah, I'm into her too. Like we're friends or whatever. Like, let's just let this happen because we're at an ABN party or whatever. Those were great moments. Exactly. Cause you know, the second like, it, you jump on my lap and start kissing me, I'm done for. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's strategic and it's like, he's gone to the website and been like, go befriend her. Like, I think she's cute. Then right. like, that's now it's weird. Not honest. And and there can still be like a genuine friendship. And that was what happened in a lot of the cases. Like it mm-hmm. just made me connect with the other woman. 
but yeah, it's sort of, it's not coming from that like organic place. It's, he's basically picking live porn. You yeah. Know? Like it's not about the person it's. And now it's not about, and this is how I felt, um, with my situation mm. is, um, it's not about me. Mm. It's totally. what I can get you. Yeah. Ooh, wait a second. Yeah. And that's hurtful and yeah. when I read that I was like oh my god I'm not the only one that this I need to talk to her about oh, it makes that. me feel better to hear that because I that was I, a low place to just like oh. suddenly open my eyes and be like I'm a performing monkey like yeah. I'm I'm the attraction I'm not even the attraction no I'm like, no the, what do you call it like I'm you're the buffer yeah yeah the, you're the buffer. man I'm like bringing these girls to the table and that's that's my value like it mm-hmm. Because I think I got into a spot where I was like, my sexuality was my value. And it was all about that. And then I was like, it's not even about that. Like, that I could probably handle. It's right. like, yeah, I'm the connection point to, yeah, these mm-hmm. other women. And, and that was something that was so powerful to me. There were times where literally I would have to set it down and walk away and stop reading. Mm-hmm. Because it was just so intense. Because... Our lives, even though you don't do porn or anything like that, our lives are so similar because they're so unique. Yeah. And the way that we met and the people that we know and everything, that was such a big deal to me. Yeah. So, um, and then um, also I'm going to touch very lightly on this because the read and um, all the details and everything... um, your relationship with your father and the tragedy that happened in that side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, do you believe that exploring your dominance, such an open mind mm-hmm. and everything and taking um, your submissive side and really getting in there and figuring it out mm-hmm. um, helped you when you started repairing the relationship with your dad? Yeah, I mean, I think just being around so many people who were so open-minded and, like, blowing my own mind open and being around these, like, varying degrees of people who couldn't control what they were into and what was going on with them and, like, just seeing how much everyone struggles with the same stuff, I think made me much more forgiving and much more willing to like see the good in people and see that like, yeah, they're all fighting their own battle. So I think when, yeah, when tragedy struck and it was like, you know, how do you handle it? Because I was so angry and you know, up to that point. Yeah. Yeah. You had every right to be just as furious as could be, but you handled it in such an interesting way. Nowhere for that anger to go. And Mm. yeah, it just, it was like, okay, he's, punished more than anyone deserves to be and like let's let's throw some love at this and it's weird how that like I think people picture dominatrix as this like angry avenging humiliating nasty (laughs) woman and that's not it there's so much love there and it's about like creating that space to let people be themselves and explore and being supportive and nurturing and I think because I had really tapped into that side of myself, it let me kind of apply that to the situation and just be like, no, I'm, I'm all about the love. Like let's, let's throw some love and see what happens. And, and when you, uh, the, this, the scene that you described a, a dinner where you two finally met up, you and your dad met up and sat down and started talking, I've noticed society tells us we're supposed to act a certain way and then you watch tv and movies and all this stuff and everybody's like well uh it's almost like the girls think somebody should read their mind Mm. and even the guys are starting to get like that with the little millennials now and everything (laughs) you know like why didn't you know and with this you kind of went okay we're just meeting up we're doing this um and you pointed it out boom this is our issue right here. Yeah. And even if we don't hash it out and and do all kinds of details about it, I'm going to point it out. Yeah. And that takes balls. <laughs> I mean, to just... Because we're taught every yeah. day, oh, no, 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 no. Act like... If we act like it's not there, yeah. then, you know, shh, it'll just go away. 
it doesn't go away. Yeah. And those are the little sores inside of us that that fester and then explode. Yeah. You know, and that's every movie and everything. So the fact that you went, okay, stress, 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 and then you sit down and you point it out. Yeah. You didn't deal with it right then. You smothered it with love <laughs> and then went, okay, one day at a time we're going to deal with it. And it was so unique. <laughs> and that is a skill that I've noticed comes out of being submissive, being dominant, being in that world, whichever yeah. one you are. It's like, okay, I'm dominant enough and I'm open-minded enough to just throw it out there yeah. and deal with what comes back. Because yeah. it may humiliate the fuck out of me. <laughs> and it yeah. might not. But yeah, being part of that community even, it just people are so much more vulnerable and like comfortable yeah. putting things on the table. And if you're exploring an open relationship, the level of communication that you have to use is so much deeper than what most people, even people who've been married for like decades, right. don't talk on that level. So when that becomes your habit, I think it just translates into all aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. You are... Absolutely correct. <laughs> like, someone said that to me recently that being in an open relationship must be so much easier because you can just like act on those impulses. And I was like, no, Ooh, it's God, so no. much harder because you have to talk about really uncomfortable subjects. And like, you know, when something comes up, when you feel that stuff flare up that you would normally just like brush away and be like, oh, I'm not going to talk about this. You have right. to talk about it. So, you do. You really do. Yeah. And especially if, um, like situations you and I have been put in, it's not just talking to a significant other that you're with, but it is talking to an individual that you might want to bring into the situation. So now you've got to have two hard talks Yeah, and then possibly an afterwards talk with either one, depending on how it went. Yep. So, I mean, this is, there's so much thought and communication, um, that it's a skill from the second your eyes open and your brain turns on in the morning, (laughs) you don't have a choice in any of that. So, um, a couple of little, um, um, things, uh, what did you think? And I've actually done a podcast on this. What were your views on the Fifty Shades of Grey books slash movie? I mean, I think people have semi-beaten this to death, so I don't want to like... Right. I, I think, oh, I have. Right? <laughs> I want it to die. That's I, why I keep hitting it. <laughs> I think you... It won't die. I know it won't die. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's like, I'm sure, six more movies that have to come out, but mm-hmm. um, and each time they do, it comes back up. I think you have to give it its due. <laughs> For whatever reason, some f- magic, evil magic, happened that made it a thing. And it put BDSM, or whatever we want to call that, some flavor of BDSM, on people's radars who just would never have had this conversation. So it's like it gives people a vehicle to talk about it or to be like, oh, I've read Fifty Shades. Like, I know what you're talking about. Right. But as we all know, it does not in any way realistically represent a BDSM relationship or what you would want a DS relationship to be. And there's questions of consent and like it, I was talking to someone about it recently that like in the first movie, I feel like they're even sort of presenting his desires as like an affliction like something he just like can't help and they're almost gonna like solve it and she's like oh okay like we're gonna do this but she's not really into it and uh-huh it's like that's just so not how you want it portrayed so it's I kind of want to bang my head on the wall every time it comes up but then the fact that it comes up is a good <laughs> thing so I have to like give it its due for that and like it also, the way I look at it, and you know, this is my podcast, and I can say whatever the fuck I want, <laughs> and sometimes you need somebody to shit on the carpet so you can actually talk about it That's and go, the wow. And, and, you know, it, that the cream rises to the, cro- or to the top, and, well, no, we're going to scrape the bullshit away yeah. and actually get to the cream. And because of Fifty Shades Grey, yeah. these people that are in love with that 
are actually going to be able to open their mind a little bit with that, you know, because all of them rubbed one out to it. Right. And then read your book and go, I get it. Yeah. Because somebody kicked open the door, even though it was with bullshit. Right. They kicked open the door. And that's one of the reasons why I like to tap into that. Yeah. So also there was a TV show called Submission. Hmm. Have you seen that one? I don't one? know that one. Um, you can get it on like um, on demand or Hulu or hmm. something like that. And it was really interesting. You're going to love this. Um, uh, uh, pretty much the dominant is sending his little minion out to gather up some chicas for him to fiddle with. And I'm like, huh, interesting. Okay. And they are um, um, at a book club. <laughs> <laughs> Reading a book that's oh so naughty, naughty. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I thought you would get a kick out of that. I wrote that down last. Yeah. (laughs) Because we were actually touching on book clubs and and stuff like that. Also, um, when it comes to uh, blurring the the lines between porn and uh, because I love to blur those lines, there's such a gray area in yeah. there for me because I may want to fuck somebody, but I also want to choke them and hurt them all at the same time. And that's how <laughs> my brain is wired, which is so not right, but it's the one I got. So that's what I deal with. But um, um, there's also a documentary called Kink. Hmm. And it's all about kink.com. Oh. Uh, It's really interesting. Yeah, exactly. They're not filming at the Armory Building anymore. No, but this this documentary was done at the Armory Building, so you'll love it. Because I want to touch on, you know, a few of those... A few of those little things where it's like, okay, if you went from Fifty Shades of Grey and now kicked open the door and now you're really reading something for real, yeah. you know, Scarlet Letters, then... Um, I it, keep getting reviews where people are like, let's be clear, this is not Fifty Shades of Grey. And oh, like, God, yes. no. Like, it is not let's... even close. I think one of them said, like, you know, if you read Fifty Shades of Grey and thought it was intense, get ready to grow up. Like this is yeah, this is for grownups. And then also, um, I didn't know what I was going into with this Hmm. because it's like okay, the Scarlet Letters. Oh, you're going to be one of those doms that turns around and and um, took notes from all her sessions and stuff, and now she's just putting it into almost like a diary. Yeah, that isn't even close to what this is. And then. You allowed us to see how human you are. That is not something that you see. That is yeah. not stuff that I've read. And the the fact that you're a living, breathing human being is nuts. Love and, all. and my last thing on here, and speaking of that human being mm-hmm. that you are, um, you uh oh, the relationship cheating and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, your world has moved on Mm -hmm. and, um, you ended up being drawn in quickly Mm -hmm. to this stunning man that you chose to be your husband. Yes. And have since procreated and have a small human. I do. I spawned. (laughs) Yes. Spawned all over the floor. But, you know, that's all fun and games. That's society. And, you know, we want to be with someone. And, and you have found that person. And that's incredible. The way you describe him and all this stuff is the perfect gentleman. He is. He's so many things. And he doesn't have to be kinky. Mm-mm. He's your equal. Yeah. He's. That's the I've best way to say to explain, he's your equal. People, especially people in the scene are like, wait, you're, are you vanilla now? As though it's no. like a thing. And I'm like. There is, there are nuances there. Like it's, it's not about like, you know, gimmicks and like toys and whatever. There's this like intense, intimate power exchange that happens. And I feel like anyone who asks me that question as like, you know, you're only vanilla is like, they've never experienced what I'm experiencing. And right. I hope they find it one day because it's like, once you've had that, you, 
the other stuff, like maybe you do it for fun, but like, fuck, this is like higher level. It's totally higher level because mm-hmm. you're dealing with an equal. You're dealing with somebody that can tap into you on so many different levels. Yeah. And when you wrote it, it was like, wow, that's, that's awesome. And I've followed some of the other stuff that you guys do with traveling and stuff. It is, it's like, wow. Wow, this is this is what people are looking for. Yeah. You know? And you weren't even looking. No. And he was right there. Yeah, and I had been working with him for years. Years. I, this man had been like 60 feet away from me at a desk. <laughs> I had interacted with him. Like, now I look at it and I'm like, those were years I lost. But I hadn't no. become comfortable enough with my authentic self mm-hmm. to allow that relationship to happen. Like, I think he was there because he, he is who he is and he's fucking amazing. But like, he was also going through his world and yeah, his thing and his, true. his trials and tribulations and, uh, you know, yeah. whatever relationships worked and didn't and, yeah. you know, all of that. So he wasn't there yet either. And yeah. when people say things happen for a reason, yeah. holy shit, like, you are the epitome of connect one even like the day that we really connected is is in the book and Uh like that was our last chance that was it was the end of the job we were both about to start working other places we were probably never going to cross paths again we'd been working together for years and for some reason that was the day that we like looked at each other and we're like wait a minute like who is this guy yeah who is this guy in a different way yeah yeah not just oh i know that guy yeah. You know, it's crazy. And I was uncomfortable with him for a while too because Good. it was so not what I was used to. <laughs> like the whole, the gentleman thing. I was like, fuck you. Like I'm a dom. I can do my, I can open the door myself and I can do whatever. But it was like the fact that he even wanted to do those things for me was just, yeah. I mean, I think I described it was like I had spent years being in quotes worshipped by men and you know they had me on a pedestal but because it pleased them it was about them being caught in the experience of worshiping and appreciating me rather than genuinely feeling that and this man genuinely felt it and that was like empowering and yeah he's he's amazing yeah and he is who he is yeah you didn't change him he didn't change you well it's funny because when we first started dating I was sort of just going down the path that I was on trying to kind of pull him into this world and he was like, not interested. Like even at that point, I was like, you know, do you want to bring other women in? Do you want, and he was like, no, I want you. And it was like, what? Like you only want me? And it took me a long time to trust that where he was like, right. no, I'm, I'm good. I, you are all I want. I'm not interested in anything else. It, and he meant it. Like I was throwing it on the table and he was like, no. This is this is what I'm after. So. It's crazy how that how that happens. Yeah. How that happens and we're almost shocked by it because our open mind yeah. this this normal kind of vanilla thing, equal thing, all that that it's almost like it's not real at some point. Yeah. You know, someone's and, hiding something. Right. And, and it turns out that no, you keep the communication open and yeah. realize holy crap. Yeah. And this if at some point works, 20 years down the line, someone decides they want something different or whatever. As long as that communication is open, right, you can have a conversation about that and it's fine. You don't have to feel repressed or limited or whatever, but yeah. Right. You don't have to go and cheat. Right. You need to go, oh, hey, check it out. You know, let's spice it up a little or let's change it up a little, whatever, whatever it is. But that human, soft, sweet, fluffy side of you. Um, even though being a dominatrix and doing all these different things and everything, um, you're a person that just walks in the room and people look and, (laughs) but when you guys got married, you didn't do that. No, you didn't go. It's going to be about me and I'm the most important. And cause that's not what defines you. No. And I thought that was so interesting. So with your wedding, you just had a couple of um, witnesses. Yeah. We each had a grandma there. A grandma. Yeah. We didn't How tell did, them that's what we were going to do. I love that you took you got them dressed up. Yeah. We told them that we were going to high tea on the Queen Mary. So they needed to dress <laughs> it's up. It's so cute. <laughs> and they're both Betty. We each had a grandma who was Betty. And they're the sweetest. We- and they're both you know, really important in our lives. And 
we we knew, knew we needed a witness and we decided all right we, it's not gonna be a stranger that's weird like let's bring the yeah. in. so yeah we told him we were going to high tea on the queen mary and they needed to dress up had our high tea on the queen mary and as we got to the end we were like we don't want to rush you but we have somewhere to be and they were like oh sorry we didn't know you had something else and we were like well we were hoping you would go too we're getting married and we need some witnesses will you come and witness it for us so we got married and yeah just did what were their actual reactions to that i got it on video i need to dig it up oh my goodness i think one of them didn't she thought she'd misheard us at first (laughs) (laughs) to kind of repeat it but they were super excited and i think just thrilled that they were the ones that got to be included so i thought that was absolutely brilliant Because there's not the mom-dad thing. There's not the sibling thing. That's not the best friend thing. It was... It was something, these women, they're the grandmas. They're the They've matriarchs. earned it. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to call on someone, it, it just, was that something that you guys spoke about and said that I want to have grandma or yeah, was it like, just an automatic, it needs to be the grandmas? It just sort of made sense. And yeah, timing wise, it made sense. And it... I think weddings get complicated because as soon as you like pull in, it just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows where it's like, well, if I've invited this person, I have to include this person. And like, that's good. And don't get me wrong. I love weddings, but I think I like it with somebody else is paying for it. So many, it has become about the industry. It just becomes this monster that like, you know, it's, you're spending crazy amounts on it. And even if you can afford that, like what else could you be doing with it? And I was just never the girl that like fantasized about my wedding either. Like I didn't, that wasn't it for me. And I think people (coughs) forget about the marriage and get focused on the wedding. Mm -hmm. I had a friend who like her boyfriend didn't, he was like, I don't want to do a big wedding. And she was like, well, that's a deal breaker for me. Oh, I don't understand. Like you're saying that you want to commit to this man for life, but not if he doesn't want to do a ceremony to make it happen. Like, you've got your priorities completely out of right. whack. Like you've forgotten that something happens after the wedding. And I think so many people, particularly in a certain generation, it's like there's these Instagram boxes that have to be checked off where I watch it happen. And I, I see it so much now because it's like, you know, there's like the engagement party and then there's yep. the wedding shower and the bachelorette party and the wedding. And then after that, there's like, they do some cute announcement of how they they're pregnant and then there's the gender reveal and the baby shower yep. and then the baby and then what happens after that like i see these women around me now where it's like what what are they supposed to do now they've checked all the boxes and may or may not be happy with their decisions right like, because they were so worried about the next box yeah so i want to live today figure out today yeah and you know i was in a 14 year relationship you knew him yep and that's the way it was. Mm-hmm. It was each day. And before we knew it, we were together for 10 years and went, whoa. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> because we enjoyed each other each day. Yeah. Until we didn't. Right. And it was and that, that simple. And it wasn't a fight. It wasn't a, it wasn't any of that. It was just like, wow, has this kind of played its course? Yeah. Interesting. Huh. I didn't see that happening. I still talk to him to this day. Yeah. I'm still friends with him to this day. There was nothing, you know, and it's living each day. And I got a full 14 years. Yeah. I am not bitching about that. And I know you guys are going to get a lot of years. Oh, well, and that's how so, I feel about the West character, too. The boyfriend in the book is like, right. it wasn't, you know, I, there were definitely some complicated feelings there. And it, it sort right. of did a number on me. But I take full responsibility for, like, being accountable for some of that and enabling it and letting the relationship go to that place. Right. So, like, when we ended things, it was totally healthy and supportive and just, like, this is not where we need to be right now and you know up until fairly recently we were still talking a fair bit but he's kind of moved on into a a very serious relationship and she's not okay with that so like that's fine okay you know i'll step out and and he's got to deal with his relationship now yeah you know it but he knows you're his friend no matter what later on down the road you know and mine did the same thing yeah mine did exactly the same thing when he needs me i'm right here whatever text me yeah but those relationships it's like it doesn't have to be 
bad. You just weren't right for each other in the long run. Like right, and but nothing you can needs still to be evil. appreciate that you learned and grew and did some crazy shit together. Yay! <laughs> and he's the reason that I'm friends with you because he was like yeah. a little puppy dog following you around a party. Like, <laughs> Yep. Want, 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 want. I remember every time I turned around, he was standing right there. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. And I'll that tell you. Uh, huh? I kind of, I don't know if I can tell it, but I kind of want to tell the story of that, that first time that you, you kicked him in his man parts. And, yeah. Uh, yep. You can say him, whatever you want. You made him bleed. I did. On his dick. Yes. I caught and he him was wearing leather pants at the time. Actual leather, not yeah, like, leather, yeah, not fake like leather, thick nothing. Leather, like biker Harley and I biker still pants. Have not figured out how you did that. I I, I don't cannot understand figure it out either. What physics happened that caused? But yeah, he was pretty proud of that. Yeah, yeah. Kicked him right in that the was, dick. <laughs> kicked him right in the dick so fucking hard. Well, see, I stood on him. I need him. I did all kinds of stuff to him and I can't figure out, and I still have the boots that I was wearing at that time. And I don't, it, it, the way the cut was, it didn't look like it was the zipper no. of the pants. We still can't figure it out. Yeah, I don't. And my heel did not cut through that leather. So I don't know no. how that happened, but yeah, he was very proud of that. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what the, um, at the first party, cause that happened, um, a, like the next day or something mm-hmm. but the first party I had seen you guys come in for and the record like, the funny part of the story this was in a casino we weren't like in a hotel room when it was going down we were like just <laughs> off of the casino. I think we were at like the hard rock we were at the hard rock in the um, high limit poker area yeah. which is right next to the exit door of the joint mm-hmm. and it was during the AVN awards party yep. and um I was, he kept saying, kick me, kick me, kick me. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> and for hours I told him no. I was like, this is not going to fucking happen. And I finally went, oh, wait a minute. You live in this state. I live in that state. And we're in this state. And this, I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. ever going to see you guys again. Huh. Who knew? Yeah. But, <laughs> but I pulled him aside. I didn't do it in front of anybody. I'm not, you know, that wasn't yeah. what it was about. And the only reason I did it, because I really would have made him wait if I knew that we were all going back to California. And yeah. when I found out you guys didn't live in California anymore, you know, so that's what changed it. Yeah. So, so funny. too funny. But, okay. So, um, where can people find you? Where can they look online for the book when it releases? April 4th. April 4th. 2017. Yeah, exciting that it's finally coming out. Um, you can find me on the social media. I'm on the Twitter. Um, <laughs> You're on the Twitter. So, you, on, you, you twat now. I do. <laughs> finally. I've given in. I'm on... Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And what's the name? And the at for sign? all three of those, it's just at Jenny Nordback. And Nordback does not have a C in it. Um, right. So I, I write for um, J-E-N-N-Y. I misspelled it. Shut up. N-O-R-D-B-A-K. Yep. Okay. And so, so you can fucking find her. find her, fucking follow her. And you're writing for who, excuse me? Penthouse. <laughs> okay, again, the fine line between porn and, and like fetish. I just write porn. Like, it's, I'm just writing That's okay. it. It's you just, don't have to perform it. It's still visual. It's in your mind, but... Yeah, that's that's my medium. I'm too awkward to be on camera. No, don't. that's awesome though. So, for their magazine, you're yeah. doing this, or their websites, or yeah, for their magazine. In fact, that's I to, awesome. I'll show you because I want to see. You won't have the same response that I did. Uh oh. Like, uh, it's a test. It's a test. I might have the same response. I could be bitchy. Well, no. <laughs> so like, I know what's in that house. I. So I'm, I get it out and I'm like flipping through to find my article. Right. And there's like fucking. She's well, flipping through all, this magazine. It's awesome. There's me, but that's an ad. 
Well, and I'm, I'm, She's got I'm suddenly like, it's a vagina. Like, ah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're so hairless. Like, it makes me question that trend where, yeah. It's just People like, ask me, Jocelyn, why don't you shave your, your coochie? And I said, sweetie, that's what adult girls look like. What I flipped to first, and I was just like, oh, whoa. Like, I Where's her fur? Why is her new new in but, my face? Yeah, why does it look <laughs> like that? So, yeah, there was that. But, yeah, I write a column for Penthouse now. And is it uh, so the beaten by a girl? The, the first <laughs> one is um, it's just the first. It's an adaptation of the first chapter of the book. But then uh, starting next month, it's original content. It's the <gasps> stories that did not make it into the book. God bless America. Now I'm gonna have to fucking get penthouse. I know. <laughs> the next one's it's pretty naughty. It's. It's me subbing. Because you can. You can be super naughty and somebody didn't go, oh, we like the way you write, but can you dumb it down? You can yeah. actually be naughty. You can, I love you can use bad words in this, there. right? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. It's like he's just kind of giving me free reign to like surprise me. And I was like, all right, oh. here it comes. <laughs> Brace I'll yourself. surprise you, buddy. So, yeah. That's they're willing awesome. to kind of explore some, some naughty that's not vanilla, I think is exciting. And... I, they they're like under new management in the last year or so. And yeah, they're doing some fun stuff over there with like. That's awesome. Oh my god, that's awesome! And your first one is in the April issue. Mm-hmm. It Just is. It's in the April fucking issue. This is oh Nikki Skyler. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. And so that's amazing. So you guys get penthouse because y- you guys get it for. Um, for the reading anyway. Not That's the what pictures. I just, when I posted it, I was like, now you can really say you read it for the articles because yeah. the article is in it. Yeah, I would I would actually, I, it, this is how twisted I am. I'm flipping through the pages right now to see if I recognize anybody. <laughs> I would not be surprised. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So Find they me know. on the social media. Things. Yeah, social media. I'm Jenny so behind. I have like four birds whatever the hell they're called yeah i'm working on it so come and give me some love well when you do stuff like like penthouse and everything you can you'll be able to fluff it up and everything and have a really really good time and then so and the book yeah you can find anywhere that people sell books so amazon barnes and noble indie bound bookstores See, and now I'm going to have to come back and see you because you allowed me to have a digital copy. So when I um, I go to, you know, Barnes & Noble at home because I come to California all the time. So I'm going to swing by. I can stalk her properly. I have her address. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much for taking so much time with me. Thank you for coming to see me. Hell yeah, I'll be back. Please, please, Mr. Marvin, have a seat on the couch. Um, okay. This is my first therapy session, Dr. Thumperface. Please relax. Now, tell me about your mother. That's sort of personal, don't you think? Okay, well, uh, well, word association. Say the first thing that comes to your mind. Yellow. Goldfish. Sexy. Goldfish. Nine-person anal gangbang. Uh, goldfish. Ah, Mr. Marvin, why are you here? Well, the truth is, Doc, I'm into some stuff, and I don't know if it's, well, normal. Oh, Mr. Marvin, there isn't anything such as normal when it comes to sex. In fact, here's a prescription. Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone? New episodes every Tuesday. Listen to that at least once a week, and you will see that everybody has something that they are into. Okay, Doc, I'll give it a try. Well, our time is up. Seriously? I want to talk more about goldfish. Our time is up. Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone. New episodes every Tuesday on adultfilmstarnetwork.com. So, uh, Mr. Marvin, you can tell me. What is your special interest? Well, I'm into PB. PB? Uh, I must admit, I have not heard of that. Yeah. Peanut butter. Oh, Doc. I just love to... Next patient!